welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. I'm your host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. And today we're talking about a subject brought to you by one of our listeners. We were asked to touch on everything pregnancy related, how each of us knew we were ready for our second child, how we found out about the pregnancy, and how we adjusted to life with two kids. So, uh, Brittany, were you and Tyler planning for your family? More so planning for our second, but with our first, uh, with Olivia, we were like trying but weren't trying. Okay. So we were having unprotected sex and we were okay with the outcome, but I had previously growing up been diagnosed with like PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, so that um, I wouldn't necessarily get a period every month is what it kind of stems down to. So well, I was always told like it would take a while for me to get pregnant. Um, if I did get pregnant, mm-hmm. they lied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it happened quick. <laughs> Real quick. Like first try pretty much is my understanding. And we were pregnant. Wow. Is that? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Tyler says it's all him. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course you do, Tyler. <laughs> it does take two to tango, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we, we just call him out because he does listen to this uh, religiously. He is a big support for me. So he's always uh, on it. Driving home or driving to fro, whatever he's always listening. So you're kind of nice, but now he knows. Yeah, it's my hope, man. So for Livy, you, you guys weren't trying, but for Asher, or you were, were not trying, but also like well, we trying. knew we wanted to have kids. We thought it would take a while, um, like at least like six months is what I was thinking. Yeah. So um, we were, I guess, like trying, but with like no expectations. Okay. Where with Asher, we, Livy was seven months old when we started trying, uh, for number, baby number two. And, um, it took, um, at that point, the third month of trying, we got pregnant. Okay. So mm-hmm. also so planned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. I know for myself, it was quite a different experience. Um, both of my kids were actually very much unplanned with Avery. I was not planning for kids at all I think like I was in a point in my life where I was like I was a kid myself like Mm. I could barely take care of myself I mean I could (laughs) um I was in a new-ish relationship with uh someone who you know I had a lot of fun with at the time and of course I thought like things were gonna be long term I was infatuated but I was also in like the party scene of my life like I was kind of in my prime where I was enjoying not having any responsibilities I was making really good money as a server too so mm. I was just like blowing all this money that I was making as a server um with no intentions of starting a family and when I met Nick like Avery's dad I think I saw myself being with him long term just where I was at in my mind um, at that point, but what actually happened was, um, I had been on birth control since I was nearly 13 years old. So I got periods from a very young age and I was getting them irregularly. So like every, sometimes it was every week and a half, sometimes it was every three weeks. And it was to the point where it was extreme pain. I was in children's emergency, like every other month and they were putting me on morphine and codeine and there was a couple of times I actually was admitted. They thought I was having like a full blown appendicitis attack. Oh like I was in that much pain. Um, and I would like spend nights there. I, I don't know how many times that happened to me as a teenager, but, um, so they put me on birth control from a very young age and I cycled through a whole bunch of different types of, um, the pill mostly. And then, um, about six years after using the pill, I decided to try the, um, Depavera, like the needle. Mm-hmm. 
and I went on that for just over a year. I think it was over a year. Because you go on those, like, what, every three months or something? Every four months you get a new Yeah, you get a new injection every three or four months. But they actually say that what happens is that you you lose bone density, so they don't recommend doing that as a long-term thing. I think it's, like, one year, and they want you to wean off of it. Or I don't even remember. But I did it for a while, and I actually was starting to experience, like, bone aches. Like, I was just feeling very brittle. Um, So then after that... um, my doctor was like, well, maybe what we need to do is actually wean you off of birth control altogether because you've been on it for nearly seven years of your life and like it can cause infertility if you're on birth control long term. Yeah. So they wanted me to cycle off of it for about a three to six month period and then go back on something different. So when I met Avery's dad, I was like just starting to wean off of the birth control and um, I was using other contraceptions like spermicides and things like that. And uh, that is when, so I was like, it was a few weeks of weaning off of my birth control. And my doctor told me like, it's going to take up to six months for it to even get out of your system in the first place. So I was convinced like I was fine, right? I was still using other contraceptives, but I got pregnant with Avery like right away with like not trying at all. Yeah. (laughs) I was pretty much trying everything not to get pregnant. And uh, so it was a very shocking surprise. Mm -hmm. But Haley was not planned either. (laughs) With Haley, I was on um, NuvaRing. So I like, if any of you guys know what NuvaRing is, it's a little like ring, ring, literally, like literally a plastic, a plastic ring, ring yeah. that you just insert and you leave it in for three weeks. You take it out for your cycle. Well, I had it in while I must have, con- like when I conceived, just based on the time frame, like it was in. And I don't know if it wasn't stored properly. I don't know if I just got like a faulty one, but I got very much pregnant while on birth control. Very much pregnant. <laughs> There's now a child. Yeah, so I'm that 1% or that point whatever percent. You know, they say birth control is 99% effective. I'm that one that gets pregnant all yeah. the time. I've heard a couple stories like that too. And people are like, oh, well, they just didn't like take their pill properly or whatever. I'm like, no, like full on like proper use. And it still happens. Yeah. But. I mean, I used my birth control properly from what I know. I, You know, my doctor said maybe you left it in too cool of a space or the space was too hot or maybe it wasn't dark enough or like, like oh my god, whatever. Was... I'm like, I don't know. It was in my vagina. <laughs> I thought I was using it properly. And uh, yeah. So that was that was how I got pregnant with my kids. <laughs> so neither planned. Had you yeah. and Rick talked about having a child then or? Um, kind of. I like, obviously, so Rick is not Avery's dad. He's uh, her stepdad. Um, so he met, we met Rick when Avery was about one and a half. So he took on the role of stepdad right away. So he pretty much had a child without having that, um, opportunity to plan for a family. He was kind of thrown into one, but as a few months into our relationship, like, I don't know, maybe six to eight months into our relationship, you know, when he finally exchanged the, I love you's was when I would kind of like make snide remarks about like wanting to have another baby or like oh I can't like our baby would be so cute things like that and he was just not receptive of that like I don't think that he even imagined having a baby um that early on and just a couple of months actually before or a couple of weeks even I think it was before I got pregnant with Haley before I found out I was pregnant with Haley I I made a more serious comment and like we were driving in his truck and I I made a comment about like wanting to have a another baby um and hope like wishing that my kids were closer together and he not in these exact words but pretty much just bluntly said like I can't even imagine having a baby for like the next few years I it's not even in my mind so 
when I found out that I was pregnant with Haley, it was like a whole, um, a whole experience of panic because he basically <laughs> just told me he didn't want kids. So. Like shit, he just said. He just told me he didn't want kids. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, so that was scary. But well, clearly someone else knew. And my such a big God knew. He's like, this man needs a child. <laughs> yeah, life had other plans for us. That's for sure. But since you planned for Asher, you and Tyler, how did you know? Like, what was that kind of like? that moment for you that you guys were like, we're ready to add another baby to the family? It wasn't so much like we were just like, oh, we're ready for another baby. Because I really loved like going through those phases and stages. Like Libby was only seven months old when we started trying for another kid. And I knew that we'd have that like time together still before he's born. Like we'd go through the whole first year together right before or like Asher was born or like baby number two at that point. But we just knew we wanted them to be close together in age. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and I are pretty close in age. Um, and then I have some siblings, like my other two sisters, they're a little bit farther apart in age and not to say we don't relate. And I don't think you can, I think you still have a good relationship, but that's just what we wanted. And then, um, you know, and I, I prefer them closer, closer in age, I guess, for so many reasons. And, um, you know, being going on trips, like I would don't want a huge age gap. That's just my personal choice, and I had the opportunity to do that. Um, and I honestly thought I was going to be having another girl, anyways. Like I have a stepdaughter, and then I have Olivia, and then um, my brother-in-law has three girls, and then my sister-in-law has two girls. So literally, it's all girls. I'm like, we're, there's no way there's going to be a boy, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Asher just ended up being the the only boy, so, but <laughs> outnumbered. <laughs> yeah, but there everyone's like someone's gonna like take on the family name. Yeah, <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I guess I just knew that. But then when I, and I don't know, and you, maybe you can give me your perspective on this because I never had that chance where they were like farther apart where I had spent more time with Liv, but I was really worried. Um, like, when I was pregnant with Asher, like, the whole time, we didn't have a name for him, first mm-hmm. of all, like, the entire time. We couldn't settle on anything. And I guess, like, not being able to choose that name and knowing he was a boy, and maybe that's just something on me, because, like, my sister didn't find out if it was a boy or girl at all. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, felt like I wasn't, like, connected um, to him as much, and I was very much afraid. Uh, I, was, I was afraid I wouldn't be able to love him as much as I love Libby because mm-hmm. I was like there's no way like I just love this child here with like all my heart like how like there's no room like and then I was also scared that um Livy would feel like unloved and left out you know and that was part of it too because then we were now pushing her um a little bit sooner after she had turned a year to like go into a big girl bed and those sorts of things and um I was just really nervous for it. And then I also felt bad because I was like tired or I was not feeling good. But mm-hmm. I think for her, it just was like soaking up cuddles and like whatever, laying with mom and doing that. So it wasn't as like, it wasn't detrimental or anything, but I definitely was really nervous um, the whole time I was pregnant with him. And I like, even uh, like after he was born, like I wasn't, I was still like hesitant and unsure right out the, out the gates about what this was going to look like. Yeah. Um, did you feel the same way? Like, because I know Avery is a bit older, um, and there's a bit more of an age gap between Avery and Haley. So, did you still have those feelings, like, when you were pregnant with Haley? Yeah. Yes and no. So, 
when I was pregnant with Haley, I actually felt really, really connected to my pregnancy. And I, I don't know if it's because like when I had Avery, I was connected to her, especially because it was my first pregnancy. Like I was shit scared, but I was also very excited and it was a whole new experience and I was going through it and I was, I had all the time in the world to soak it all up. So I I did feel connected. Mm. Um, but I also like now looking back, I can see that my relationship with her dad was one of infatuation and not necessarily of like deep love. Whereas with Rick, it was of like true love. So when I was pregnant with Haley, I just felt that like my pregnancies, I felt both connected to, but in like different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but my fear was yes, that I couldn't provide as much love and love for the second baby because I loved Avery so, so much. And also I shared custody with Avery's dad. So the time that I did have with her was really precious to me. And I tried to like be fully there. So I was kind of concerned like uh, that I would be giving all of my time to Avery and I wouldn't be able to pay so much attention to the new baby and Mm. I wouldn't be able to provide as much love. And then also on the flip side, I felt like the opposite. I felt like Avery's going to feel like she's robbed of the time she has with me because now there's another human being, another baby in the picture, and she's already having to share her time with me between me and her dad. So there was this, like, dynamic of, like, almost like a tug of war, and mm-hmm. it was, like, me in the middle, and then, like, Avery in the middle, and Haley in the middle, and I just always felt like there was kind of going to be, like, an, une- an, an unevenness and an unfairness, so that really scared me, for sure. But okay. once I actually had the kids, um, I really do think that it I was just like freaking myself out a little bit because of that um and I realized like how many families now you know do have shared custody and split split homes and Mm -hmm. co-parent it's a lot more common than it was like when we were growing up yeah so I was able to get a lot of perspective from a lot of amazing other moms who Mm -hmm. had the same experience and it really brought me comfort yeah that's completely different but I also had similar things and even after Asher was born like it's that it almost switched because I went from like having Livy like be able to sleep on my chest and you know all those issues that cause her to be a horrible sleeper now (laughs) all those great cute things that cause her to be a horrible sleeper now um no but and just being able to take the time with her like I went on maternity leave and I never went back to work like I ended up working for Tyler but like working from home so we got that one-on-one time like I was there for all of her first like I saw all the things we did all the things you know just really enjoyed like the me and her time and then with Asher when he was born I felt so bad because I like had to put him down or I had to let him cry a little bit longer and all those things like and not obviously not to the extent where it's like you know neglect but Mm -hmm. till to the point that it was like he it's like sorry buddy you gotta self-soothe here because I just need to deal with this or I just need to deal with this when I and when I had Livy I was like oh my god she's crying I can't even make supper and now when a second kid comes in you're like oh man it's so much easier to cook when you just had one kid to oh my god yeah up. like hindsight's twenty twenty. like I remember thinking just having Livy was hard and then having two kids I'm like oh one kid was so much easier yeah you know they say that having having two kids isn't double the work it's at least triple and I think that's so so true because there's just so many other things that you're juggling and dealing with and it's like when one kid is ch- is chill and like calm the other kid is screaming and needs something or like or they trigger each other like yeah. one kid's screaming <laughs> then the next kid's screaming all of a sudden because he's I'm like he's only screaming because you're screaming please just stop everybody Somebody stop just screaming, screaming. <laughs> everybody quiet <laughs> yeah no it's so true and like when so when I had Avery actually like it was um it was tough like her dad was gone quite often like 12 hour days for work and I did suffer from postpartum depression with her so I found that having um 
raising her was very much a struggle. She was a very needy baby too. Like she was um, not colicky, but she was very fussy. Like I had to like baby wear her to get anything done, like absolutely anything. And same thing, just like Livy, like she'd sleep on me all the time. We'd have naps together. She co-slept with me basically until she was two years old. So she's always had this attachment and she's five now and I still have to lay with her to get her to go to sleep at night. And with Haley, it was just one of those things, same thing. It was like, hey, good night. Like you you got the boob or you got the bottle and like you're in a crib and you, you go to bed. And Well, because you had to read Avery a book probably because yeah. that's what I do with Or Liv. scratch her back, rub her yeah. back, like, like lay with her for 45 minutes. And then if, if I breathed too loud or moved, like I had to start over. It was just yeah. absolute chaos. And so I kind of... Haley was forced into like this independence because she had no other choice like now you know we tag team and Rick will um put Haley to bed and I'll put Avery to bed but um Haley just needs like a quick you know lay down tuck in kiss goodnight (laughs) see you later she's good to go most of the time you always know it's like the quick kid so it's like who wants who wants to uh, live? Like who live? Who do you want to put to bed? Like and everyone's like we're like daddy or yeah. mommy, and we're both saying like pick the other parent because like Asher's just like zip bottle here you go good night and yeah. you're out of the room with Olivia. You're like rock paper sorry. scissors. <laughs> well, she picks usually who she wants, or she d- has done this thing now recently. She's like I want daddy, okay, or I want mommy. Mommy read me a story. So I go in, I read the story. I'm like hey, it's nighttime. Like I always say like I'll check on you in five minutes if you're awake. I'll come in and bring you a snack and i always say like be careful with your words especially with toddlers i'm always like i'll check on you and then say i'll come in and check on you i'm mm-hmm. just like if i check the monitor like yeah. they kind of guilt you know oh yeah because they'll use your words against you those little yeah. kids so but then i'll leave and she's like well i want daddy now yeah and i'm like oh. she just wants someone she's like okay so now we gotta switch and so then we're like no like you can't have both like you get to pick one or the other right like and Avery oh. picks me every damn time. I know. <laughs> if Rick's gonna put her to bed, we don't like. He'll just say like, "I'm putting you to bed." Like it's my. I'm putting you to mm. bed tonight. Mom's got this going on, and I'll usually like lock myself in the bedroom, whether it's work or a call or something else, or I'll just like hop in the tub nonchalant and lock the door. And he like he'll just take over because if she has the opportunity to come and find me and ask me to put her to bed, then it's like game over. So mm. and I mean that's you know. Rick is her step-parent. I mean, he's been present for as long as she can probably remember, but she's always had that attachment to me. Um, So we're trying to get him to have a little Mm. bit more. He always takes initiative and, like, offers to put her to bed, which is a great help. Mamas just need a break sometimes. Yeah, like, the attachment is hard. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it is really hard. And, I mean, there are days where I absolutely love it. And, like, Mm -hmm. I want to just go and lay with her and fall asleep with her forever and just like I love this I love that you love me so much and then there are some other days where I'm like could you just like go to bed on your own (laughs) well Libby's like like her soothing thing is like playing with her ear but then somehow it got changed like playing with other people's ears and then she'll start like pulling on them I'm like can you just not touch my ear right now please like because it hurts like you know what I mean and she's I just want to touch your play with your ear I'm like play with your own ear like just (laughs) please just leave my ear alone that's so cute (laughs) Yeah, like, now I'm talking about it, I'm like, damn, I just sound like a shitty parent, because I'm like, just don't put, don't touch my ear. No, don't but you're touched out at the end of the day, I <laughs> yeah. totally, I but totally no, get exactly it. that's exactly it, right? As a mom, you're just like, I've literally just been doing all the things, and I just need, like, a, like, just a breathe, like, woosa, like we said last episode. Yeah, literally need <laughs> just some breathing space without somebody else breathing in my face, or, like, it Literally, yeah. like, <sighs> what are you doing? <laughs> Mom, they're hot like, breath. Yeah, you're like, and you can feel it like on your cheek, in your ear. You're like, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing. Trying now. to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find ways to leave. Yeah, 
Um, okay, so I know this is something that our listener really wanted us to chat about in regards to all things pregnancy. So we've both been in there twice um, where we have maybe had similar experiences or different experiences. What did it look like for you like in each of your pregnancies? How did they differ and how are they the same? Oh, so with Libby, so I found out when I was at the hospital, right, because I was having thoughts of suicide and just like wasn't sure why like what my reason for living was and I found out I was pregnant with her um so I was like a real 360 obviously though I didn't like I I went off I was on medication I went off uh shortly after that um with a proper like weaning out because I didn't want to be on um my depression and anxiety medication and rather just monitor it by like a really amazing physician back then yeah um and that's how that started and I was coming from a place where I was like smaller like I had recently right I got pregnant in June and I was struggling with like with my mental health and post-competition body and all this stuff like I was I think I started I was like 140 or 150 when I was pregnant and I ended up being up to 200 pounds and I was like hated my body and just like it was big and I mean at the time like it didn't look like it in some pictures and I felt good like I always felt confident I should say like with when I was pregnant, like, I had a reason to be bigger, right? Like, you're like, this is cool, it's fine, like, I've got this child growing in me, like, it's sexy, whatever, right? Like, you're confident, I have, like, photos I t- took of, like, maternity photos, and I just think they're so sexy, but, like, so strong and, you know, gorgeous and just, like, shows, like, the realness of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And then after I had her... um I remember, like, wanting to get jeans, like, normal jeans. So I was tired of wearing, like, maternity jeans and, like, those not fitting the right way. And I went into the store and I tried on pants. And I think it was, like, a 14 or a 16. I, I don't even remember. I had, like, it was only a few weeks after she was born probably. Maybe a month or, I don't even know, six weeks, maybe six weeks. Yeah, because my birthday was March. So it was for my birthday and my parents came out. Mm, a month yeah about four weeks after she was born four to six weeks and I had a meltdown in the store I like hated my body Mm. absolutely hated it I hated the stretch marks I hated the skin the saggy tummy and I couldn't focus on like what my body did for me and what my body gave me I was so caught up in what I used to look like and how I don't look like that now and it was hard I remember just like just being so upset about it. Yeah. Um, with Asher, uh, when I was pregnant with him, like, I, I, again, I loved being pregnant. I loved having that belly. I mean, I didn't like the morning sickness. I had that with both of them. Um, with Livia, I had some bad, like, crotch pain at the end where I literally felt like every time I went somewhere else, she was going to, like, fall out of my <laughs> vagina because it hurt so bad. But, um... Just holding your baby in. <laughs> pretty much. Like, I was literally single-handedly, you guys, holding my baby in with my Kegels, like, just those muscles I was squeezing her the whole time I'm kidding (laughs) but um and then with Asher after having him like I knew I had Livy and I was like I have to show like a role model like the skin and like enjoying it and um it's been a it's been a minute like I've been you know trying to eat healthier and um do all the things and just trying to navigate that and what that looks like for my body um so there's been those changes and those differences but also with Livy, um, when I was living in Calgary, they were very big advocates for breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I've had, um, like, I don't know what I guess the tech 
what's breast augmentation surgery so I've I've have implants um and I had them under and then they I got them put over um just because they kind of like encapsulated so they weren't sure if I'd be able to breastfeed or what that would look like and every person's different like they didn't go through the nipples so there's nothing ever cut like no ducts but it still could like impact that ability so um and then Livy also had a tongue tie so we were trying to breastfeed but it wasn't really working so I was breastfeeding her then I was supplementing with like um my pumped milk then I was giving her any formula milk on top of that as she, after and then I was putting her to bed and then I was pumping my boobs afterwards for another I think it was 30 to 40 minutes because like 15 to 20 minutes aside or something yeah and then I'd literally go to bed and then I'd wake up because she'd be awake again to eat because that whole process took like x amount of time right and then because you get your milk and you put it in the fridge and then you prep it in a bottle and I literally thought I was going to get postpartum and I was already like on high alert because I had depression and anxiety like just before getting or literally as I was pregnant like getting and weaning off but like my doctor had said sometimes like having a baby it changes your like hormones and everything so you could come out of it um still being depressed or you could come out of it like kind of ahead of the game and like in a different mental state clearly I got the better um I didn't have depression I didn't get postpartum but I definitely felt there was multiple times where I was close to it and mainly because of the breastfeeding issue mm. so with Asher um and then with Livia at like four months old she wasn't getting enough anyways that we had to switch to formula so she did get a little bit of breast milk with as much as I could do, and that was it. Mm-hmm. With Asher, I uh, did struggle also right out the gate, but people had asked me prior to, to um, having him what my plan was. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. To be, I said, I don't know. To be honest, I'm just going to go with it and see how I feel. And I actually was in the hospital, and I was talking about formula feeding. And my OB who delivered my baby had just said, why don't you try giving the colostrum because that's like the most important part she's like if you don't want to do anything after like that's fine and I was like okay so shortly after that we're in the room and I remember him like just sucking and sucking and sucking and sucking and it was like nothing was coming and he started crying and fussy or whatever and I was like so I paged someone and they come and I'm like hi can I get a bottle for him and they're like yeah no problem maybe like 20 30 minutes go by no one's come back with the bottle mm-hmm. so i get up and i pick him up with me like which is a huge no-no you're not supposed to bring him anywhere with you in the hospital mm-hmm. and i'm like can i get a bottle i'm like oh sorry like we didn't realize i'm like mm, yeah like just been asking over here so i don't know if that was their way of trying to like keep me breastfeeding but i was like no i want to do this my way and my way is like i would like to give him formula because he's not getting enough right now and i did and then i ended up uh breastfeeding during the day for about two weeks and then formula feeding at night. And then I just went straight to formula feeding after that. And that was one of the, my biggest, uh, things for, and then advocating for like the birth, like the birth process, right. Just changed because I had already been through it once and yeah. I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want or what I wasn't willing to take the risk on happening. Yeah. You learn a lot from your first experience in the hospital. You learn like what you will tolerate, what you won't. You learn options even like that you mm. didn't know were available to you. Um, and sometimes you learn that the option you thought you wanted to take isn't necessarily what you yeah. wanted to the second time around. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Although my, both started differently. So like Livy started with contractions, um, and Tyler, like, I, I don't know, both occasions, like every time he knew I was like in labor, he was like freaking out. 
just like a man thing maybe I don't know. <laughs> so the first time like we had an ultrasound in the morning because I wasn't really feeling her moving as much they wanted to check the fluid and everything looked okay and I got in the sweep the day before and I was 39 weeks and my mom and my stepdad were in town so they were like oh we want to go shopping and they told me in the ultrasound like we think she's like six pounds and I'm like fuck I don't have any newborn shit like mm-hmm. I'm like what do you mean I was like I got zero to three she's like no like that's not gonna fit you need newborn so I was like, okay, well, we got to go to Costco. So we got to do all this stuff. So I'm literally in like Best Buy, like bent over, like going through contractions. Like I'm not even able to breathe through them. Like I'm breathing through them. But I'm not able to talk through them anymore. So, you know, they're getting up there. And we get back at five and I'm like, yeah, like I got contractions for sure. But it's like, like I could probably stay through them until I was like, no, pack the bags. We're going now. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. So yeah. we went and we were there a bit earlier probably than we need to be but I was also group B positive at that point so I needed the antibiotics anyways um and before the day before on my sweep I was already three or no just under just under four centimeters dilated so I was literally like pretty pretty much could have gone in anytime like to the hospital and then like they would have been because four is when they admit you right yeah yeah Yeah, when I and when I went in at 5 30 I think we had checked in I was already a five and a half it's crazy centimeters but it took a while. I was probably, I could have gave birth at like midnight, but they were, she was busy and like back to back C-section. So they made me wait, but I was on an epidural. So like, you're fine. Like you're good, whatever. So just chill. <laughs> yeah. Just let her come down further. Cause like the more time you wait anyways, they still like go into the uh, canal. canal. Right. So she was like right there. So pushing only was like 30 minutes because I'd given that extra couple hours of her just to go down mm-hmm. um, with Asher. So that was like the nice process going into it with Asher um, we were at my parents' place because we hadn't moved into the house yet. Our house possession date was August 1st, and his due date was August 6th, which is our wedding anniversary. And on July 30th, my water broke in my parents' kitchen. Ooh. I was, like, just doing the dishes, and Livy was eating, and Tyler had left for work, and my dad and Lisa were gone to work, like, on their way. And, uh... I just had, like, took a step, and I just felt something, like, kind of, like, a gush. And I was like, well, that was weird. And I took a step, and it was like, more gush. And I was like, I think this is my water. I don't think I'm peeing myself. Like, I think this is my water. And I just kept walking, and I'm like, it's, like, dripping down my leg. And I'm like, yeah, this is my water. So I'm like, Liv, just just eat your food. Like, it's okay. She's like, what's wrong, Mom? You know, kind of. I'm like, it's good. We're good. Just just had an accident. Yeah, I just just need to go upstairs and, like, literally grab a Depends and just put it on to, like, keep the water in. Um... And all that stuff. So I call Tyler, like my parents. My parents are like, okay, well, if you want to go now, go. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm this. And the second time around, I wasn't group B strep positive. I was negative because it can change every pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, I don't literally have to go in for eight hours if I'm not getting contractions. And I wasn't. So I was like, if you want to stay here, my parents were like, don't worry, we'll we'll split shifts. Like I'll stay home in the morning with Livy anyways. And my dad was like, we'll stay home in the afternoon. And we'll just figure it out. And then you and Tyler can do whatever. So we ended up, like, he comes back. And he's like, okay, we got to go. I'm like, no, we got, like, lots of time. He's like, well, you need to get gas in the car. I need to wash. I'm like, yeah, you. He's in panic mode. I'm like, go ahead. I'm like, you got for sure, like, probably a few hours unless we get contractions. But I'm like, no contractions yet. So he's like, okay. But he was literally, like, like so anxious and, like, rushing because he wanted. He's like, oh, I got to bring this here. Then, like, I don't have any time. I'm like, you got lots Lots of time. Yeah. yeah. You know your body. <laughs> to the point that I, I ended up having to um, get induced because he, he just wasn't coming on his own and he's like stuck in the... That's crazy. You know. See, I, my water didn't break with either of my kids. So when I found out I was pregnant with Avery, 
Um, my pregnancy was like, I would say both my kids, my pregnancy was pretty chill. I had really bad heartburn, but I didn't really get sick with either of them. But with Avery, so she actually, I went into labor with her the day before her due date. So she was due June 10th. I went into labor June 9th while I was sitting in an Applebee's. <laughs> I was having lunch with my mom and my aunt and I just like started getting wicked cramps. And I just thought that I was getting like the belly aches from what I ate. I was craving fish and chips that day, which I like never order mm. anywhere. And I ordered this and I'm like, oh, maybe this fish was not the, the freshest. Um, and we were going to pick up my stepdad from work and then he needed to go to Ends Brothers, like some store to go. He was looking at a quad or something silly like that. And we're in the store and I'm like sweating and I'm getting just cramps and cramps and cramps. And so we go to go home. This is with Avery, right? This is with Avery. So yeah. Don't you feel like for first two, everyone's like, what does it feel like? And I'm like, you'll know when you know. But like at yeah. the same time, we're like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe yeah. this is it. And you're like, no. And then you finally get in and you're like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, it happened. I think I went into labor around like one in the afternoon is when the cramps started. And then by like 5.30, I was sitting in my parents' backyard at the time with my mom and my brother. My brother was such an asshole. He took a picture of me sitting there in like my summer dress because it was June. And I'm like sweating like a pig. And I'm like so big. My belly was like rock solid hard because I was having those serious contractions. And he has a horrible picture of me. But that's when I, I called um, Avery's dad, Nick. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm in labor. And he's on his way home from work. I was like, you need to meet me at the hospital. My mom lived really close to the hospital. So he thought it was all just like a false alarm. And he was like not too concerned. We get there and he realized it was like actually happening. And I don't think he was okay. <laughs> he was for sure panicking. But I had her um, 30 minutes after midnight. 35 minutes after midnight so on her due date I ended up delivering her and um with her it was like a slow progression a slow build-up it was a 12-hour labor and it was all like pretty good I didn't have any drugs with her and it was just like a, a gradual build-up of pain mm. and I was able to tolerate it and um there was no complications or anything like that as far as my delivery but it was a whole other story with Haley so with Haley my pregnancy was pretty good still. Like, I didn't feel... I didn't get sick often. I had really bad heartburn again. But with her towards the end, I actually got um, pelvic hip displacement. So, like, my pelvic bone just separated more than it should have. So, putting any... Like, being on my feet for too long, um, doing any sort of, like, physical activity was, like, excruciating. Mm. I had to literally, like... When I got out of bed, I couldn't swing my leg. I had to, like, roll over... I had to move my legs together as one unit and then, like, get myself up. It was so it's so painful and annoying. And I had to wear, like, that girdle thing. Like, it just felt so unattractive. But so I had that complication with her. Um, and when I had Haley, actually, so on her due date, which was September 14th, I had my 40-week checkup. I had no sign of having her. I was so miserable. I was so big. I was so, like... With her, I I had an easier time adjusting to the changes of my body, whereas with Avery, I was really scared and overwhelmed, and I had a whole... I went through a big depression with my changing body. With Haley, I, I was excited for, like, the bump to grow. I was excited for yeah. the changes. I really did look forward to it. Um, but towards the end, I was, like, getting mad at my body because it wasn't functioning how I wanted it to. So I was just ready, ready to have her... Um, but I went in for my 40 week appointment and I was like, I was miserable and I begged her. I was like, please do a sweep. Like I need to have this baby yesterday. I'm in so much pain. 
so she does a sweep and she says to me like there's some fluid around your cervix and she's like I'm going to test it because I think it's amniotic fluid so she tests it and she comes back and I didn't realize like what that meant at the time because I didn't have a water break with Avery they had to forcibly like forcibly break my water yeah pop it yeah um they they actually made me go on the toilet they're like try and pop it yourself and like gave me a little poke and it was like it was traumatic it was really horrible um, I'd almost rather, like, I was laying down and mine happened, and it was, like, grossest feeling ever. Yeah, like, Maybe they, over a toilet would have been better. Yeah, they had me over a toilet, and it was, like, oh, my God, it was the worst. Um, but then when I had, so when I went in for my appointment with Haley, I asked her to do the sweep. She said she saw some fluid, tested it, said it was amniotic fluid, and this was on my due date. And she was, like, I don't know how long it's been leaking for. Like, have you had any signs of your water breaking? And I'm, like, no. Like, every once in a while, I thought I, like, just peed a little bit but it was not it wasn't like a drip down your leg type of thing it was just like a feeling of like oh oops like tingled a little bit and then so she was like well because we don't know how long it's been how much the fluid you've lost we need to go and induce you because you can get an infection baby can lose fluid so they sent me to the hospital and rick had a broken collarbone you guys this time he had crashed his motorcycle two weeks before i had Haley. so he had a broken collarbone and i had to call him up and be like yeah so they're sending you to the hospital right now uh, to induce me and he was just like all frazzled and so we go to the hospital I think it was maybe like for 6 p.m ish and so you went home and got him and then yeah okay. went home like I wasn't having contractions or anything like I, I was neutral here and so I went home got him we packed a bag um Avery got picked up by her dad um and the our Rick's parents took the dog I think and we went to the hospital and they told us, like, we're full right now. Like, we have no beds for you. We're sending people away on, like, via ambulance to the closest hospital, to, like, to HSC to deliver their babies there. So we won't be inducing you anytime soon. If you want to go home, you can or you can stick around. And if we have, some, like, a bed free up, then that's when we'll start giving you Pitocin or whatever it is that they give to induce you. So we just waited. We went to the food court. We're like, we'll just have some supper. And I remember getting a Robin's donut, like, iced coffee, which mm. are not the best. Uh, but I was craving one. I was like, yep, I want that. So we went to the food court, and we're eating. And, like, half an hour into us eating, I was starting to get, like, feelings of, like, just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then a cramp here and there. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm just psyching myself out because I'm here because I want to have this baby. I'm psyching totally, myself yeah, out. Yeah. And then half an hour goes by, and they're getting worse. And they're getting worse. And they're getting worse. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I think I'm actually, like, in labor now. Like, I'm actually having contractions on my own. So I go up and I tell them. I was like, um, I think I'm having contractions. And they kind of, like, looked at me like, yeah, okay, lady. Sure you are. Yeah. Oh, convenient. <laughs> yeah, convenient. And then so they were like, well, we'll just, like, strap you up to one of the monitors or whatever and check you and and see. Turns out I was, like, four, almost five centimeters dilated at the time. And I was having contractions. And they are like, okay, well... You know, we're going to get you in now, like, you're on the priority list. So they got me into a room, and I had Haley within three hours. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, a three-hour labor. I think I pushed her for 15 minutes. She was born 15 minutes um, in the last 15 minutes of her due date. So both of my babies were due date babies, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's very rare. Um, but with Haley, because the labor was so fast, I actually hemorrhaged a lot. So I lost a lot of blood with her, and they had to give me... Um, what's it called? Platelets? I don't even know. It was like they gave me some white pills and they inserted some in me and then they gave me an IV and then they gave me like a needle in the thigh. They gave me a whole whack of stuff. They literally had like nurses swarming me. 
oh, I can't remember what it was that they gave me. I was literally talking like about this. Like a blood, this. like collagen, maybe or yeah. Something. It's like, and they were like massaging my uterus, trying to get it to to stop hemorrhaging and all this stuff and this medication that they gave me, whatever it was, I was like having like, I was, my body was like seizing. It was super traumatic. And then also because of the birth being so, the labor being so quick, Haley, um, the next day, I guess she didn't have a chance to pass her, um, mucus. So she actually was choking on her own mucus and like went like blue and they had to take her away and pump her stomach and everything. But so my experiences were like totally different. Avery was just like smooth, breezy, kind of like chill, Haley, I didn't even have a chance to get a epidural. Even if I wanted one, I wouldn't have had a chance. It was so fast and super, super aggressive. So they were both very different to labor experiences. Yeah. I did epidurals with both, but after getting them, my kids were born within like the hour after it came. And I'm not sure if that's because um, my body just was able to relax more mm-hmm. or if it was like I was just so close and whatever. I don't know. But with Asher, I wanted so badly to be able to do the, a non, an unmedicated uh, delivery. And um, I just, like, with the oxytocin, I couldn't couldn't make it. And yeah. it was, again, same thing. Like, I was like, ah, I feel like that it's not keeping up again. And apparently there's, like, people's bodies can do that. Like, it, was, it works right away. And then I have it work for a little bit for me. And then I guess my – I just go from, like, zero to 60 but like no like from five to ten so Mm -hmm. fast in that period or like six to ten or whatever it is to ten that my body can't keep up with like the pain tolerance um or the the, sorry the med can't meds can't keep up with my body and and tolerating the pain Mm -hmm. that i just end up feeling it all anyways yeah so it's crazy it's different for everybody right yeah exactly but um after they were born um i definitely um like we're saying had those feelings about having Asher, you know, maybe missing out on having that time with me too. Like that Livy got, right? Like that mm-hmm. she had that one-on-one time and now my time is shared with him and her, right? So he never got all the cuddles and he never got like the floor time without being like annoyed by someone else or whatever. <laughs> or like even as many pictures and I'd be like, oh, a month has gone by, like shit, didn't take a photo. Oh, two months, shit, didn't take a photo. And maybe that's just on me because I see some other parents like really able to do that. But We're busy with life though sometimes. Yeah. So just never happened. Um, and, you know, Livy had to go into a big girl bed sooner, right? So that was another change that happened. And then when when Olivia <clears throat> did get to meet Asher, there was, like, a huge adjustment phase. And maybe it's because they were so close in age. Or I don't know if this is normal for all uh, firstborns. But, like, she acted out a lot, like, due to no longer being, like, the only child. Yeah. Um, and her family is definitely still adjusting. I think you were saying, like... <laughs> You just roll with it or... Yeah. I just roll with the punches. Things come. I deal with them as they come. <laughs> it's always changing, right? Yeah. Like, you feel like you figure figure it out and then, like, the next day, things change. And my kids, like, so with my kids being such, um, like, an age gap between them, there's three years between them, I feel like when one kind of gets out of that one gnarly phase where they're, like, going through a nasty, like, mood swings or whatever it is... The next one gets into it. So, like, Avery is five, and she's kind of – she's finding that independence, but she's also in school now. So, she's getting, like – for the first few weeks of school, she was really overwhelmed, and days were emotional, and she's mm-hmm. finally starting to balance out. And now, all of a sudden, Haley's into her terrible twos, and she's just, like, this wicked witch of the last. Like, she's just seriously so much to handle. So, I feel like it's just a roller coaster ride, and I'm always just riding it out and, like, 
I'm just taking the punches as they come mm-hmm. very aggressively. <laughs> yeah, today I put our Libby, we're making supper, supper was made, and she had, I'd already helped her put away the toys, and then she, they made it messy, and I'm like, Libby, you need to help put away the toys. She's like, you put away the toys. And I was like, excuse me? Like, you don't talk to me that way. She's like, you put away the toys. Ooh. Maybe I'll help you or something like that. I was like, excuse no, me. she didn't. <laughs> Girl. And it's uh-uh. crazy. What do they say? Karma? Like our our daughters are gonna are yeah. just like us, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I was saying to my my mom, I was like, I don't know where she gets this from. <laughs> my mom's like laughing at me. Uh, from you, Brittany. Yeah. From you. But I learned it from you. So like my mom, you know, something. Like, mm. Yeah, it it all originates somewhere, right? Yeah. Like that's one thing is you know I've got two girls, so I'm very. Um, very concerned for myself. I have no idea, but yeah, like I'm still adjusting and having two kids is in the same time, nothing like I expected and also everything I ever anticipated. Like Mm. there are some days where I'm pulling my hair out and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, why did I have two kids? Like, and they were both surprised. Should have just had one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what did I do to myself? How did I get myself into this? And then other days, like the past few days, my kids will like lay together and, you know, when, when we, me and Haley go and pick Avery up from school, Avery will open the door and Haley will go, sissy, I miss you. And it's just like that, those moments melt my heart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is everything I ever imagined when I did picture having two kids. And then the, then the next day it's like a shit show. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, even just like with each individual kid, right? Like too, with, even with Asher, like he's so cuddly all the time. He like puts his head on your chest and he's like, whatever. But the next thing you know, he turns around and he just like, whap! You get a smack in the face from him. And you're just like, <laughs> like, you're like, oh, and then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> all in one. What do they say? Parenthood, parenting is a, like a walk in the park? Like Jurassic Park? Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite analogies about parenting. Because it's so true. I go from Mary Poppins to like Batman real freaking quick. Like I'm super sweet. And then at the beginning of the day when my kids are all like hunky-dory. And then by the end of the day, it's like, ah, everybody's yelling in the house. But yeah. yeah. That's stern. It's like totally Batman because it's like the stern voice. But it's also like. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just very, like, because you're trying to be, like, polite about it still, so it's, like, an enraged Mary Poppins, you're, like, you need to do this, or you're going to your room, (laughs) and you're just, like, (laughs) my kids laugh at me, like, my mom, like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, if my mom looked at me a certain way, I was, like, like, okay, better listen, run, son, shit, (laughs) (laughs) and, like, with my kids, I look at them, and they just, like, they look through me, and they're, like, bitch i know you're just joking <laughs> yeah well tyler it doesn't help either he because with livy or whatever like uh like i when i go like one i'm like livy or you're going to go to your room and i'm like two and then usually she'll like do it before three but then tyler and her they have this thing and they go like one two so it's a joke I'm like stop <laughs> making fun of me you arseholes like yeah Tyler, you're the arsehole, not my kid. You're supposed because, uh, to be on my team, yeah. man. And he is on my team on the other cir- like circumstances or whatever, but I'm just like, come on. Like, He's been the fun parent. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. They do all the things, the fun, cool things, and mom's like the boring person because I have to do all the chores because yeah. someone doesn't do them because he's being the fun parent, right? Like, the laundry. And... I feel you there, girl. <laughs> Can you just, like... Sometimes he vacuums, but I feel like more out of like it annoys him than yeah, than to like help me. 
Because when I have the kids, I gotta get the groceries. I gotta clean the house. I gotta do the laundry. Do all the things. And he's like, all we have to do today, you guys, is whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what movie is that from? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I totally feel you there. Mom brain can tell you. So would you say that, that, like, having two kids is... Enough? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't where I was going at that, but yeah. (laughs) Because I'm done. You're done. Tap out. See, you know, I go back and forth. I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm cool to have a a third, so, but I think, like, they say that having two kids is not just twice the work. Like, it is so much more than two times the work. I feel like my, my laundry load, my feeding people load, like, everything more than double right but then i also think of like our neighbor she has like how many kids is, do they have five. five five but their kids are older i feel like now it's like it's almost like less work in some aspects because the older kids do the younger kids stuff like what's like that show it was like uh counting 19 kids and counting like those older kids like don't get me wrong like you, as a parent then you're sitting back because like the older kids are taking care of the younger kids and you're just here doing nothing because now you're just like yeah maybe we need to have more kids that's a problem <laughs> we we're, need we're to, like, the wrong capacity of kids <laughs> like, we need to up it <laughs> yeah we need at least eight yeah but that's you know what that's I can't one do thing that. that i really oh appreciate about <laughs> <laughs> i need to be able to drink more wine <laughs> we're both like getting really getting tight <laughs> no like like i already have anxiety on the daily right now like it's just too much I love having, like, the one thing, too, about having multiple kids is, like, I, there's nothing wrong with having just one child if that's if that's what you want to do. Um, I mean, having two kids is a lot of work, but once they do get to an age where they can entertain each other and play together, that is a really beautiful thing, and it does give you some time. Um, that was one thing that I always knew I wanted to have more than one kid because I loved having a sibling to play with, and mm. I also wanted that for Avery. Um, and now, like, so when I had when I had Haley, Avery was just over three. She was an amazing age where she was old enough to, like, want to try and, like, help with simple little tasks, um, but still young enough that she like still had a close connection with her sister and now same thing if Rick and I were to have another baby we'd probably start trying after our wedding um so the the baby would be like at least four years younger than Haley so Haley is gonna be four she's gonna even be more like able to do you know um you know diaper changes like Avery at four years old was like willingly asking me to change Haley's diaper so like mm. just little things like that like where, help make a bottle or yeah, whatever, yeah they'll be a team together they'll be able to help me out a little bit more so there are some days where I dream about it I'm like oh yeah like I can just like lay on the couch and be like Haley Avery like can you go <laughs> go make mommy a snack yeah. <laughs> but in all reality that's probably nothing at all what it's gonna be like but no. you just never know <laughs> But Literally yeah. daydreaming. Yeah, I know. I'm just having some optimis- optimistic dreams here. But I know, like, I'm still adjusting to par- to being a parent to two kids. I feel like it's always an adjustment period. We're always learning as we go. Um, and we learn from our kids just as much as they learn from us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And learning from different sources. Like, there's so many things I do now that I feel like differently than my parents did. Just because I want to, I've noticed how that's affected or impacted my life. And I want to change that. I'm not saying in a bad way, but just in a different way, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, life it's gonna, like life has its challenges either way, regardless of the amount of kids you have. Mm-hmm. But it's just really looking toward like, you know, what does that look like for your family, like financially, um, in that capacity. Also, in relation to how many children you already have, 
um do both of you desire that same goal to have more kids right like yeah it's a conversation you definitely need to have with your spouse like with your significant other um or your partner or whatever that looks like and having another kid may not mean like getting pregnant with another kid it may be adopting another kid it may be fostering another kid it may be something completely different that you know be getting a dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) a fur kid yeah. No, but it, and it could look different for each person, and I think it's definitely a conversation you need to sit down and look at the the pros and cons and see what it's like. And I know yeah. for us, one of the reasons we stopped at two um, together because we all, we do have my stepdaughter as well is that it just wasn't for us. It's just not financially. Um, it doesn't financially work for us to have more children like you know we want to do those things with our kids and go on those big trips and have those opportunities uh i'm sorry give them those opportunities that they could partake in and you know we're looking at doing disney uh land in a couple years and those sorts of things and i just think with any more children than we have Mm -hmm. um it's just going to be too much Mm -hmm. and uh that's just not we don't want to be tight where we can't do any of those things and obviously you can give your kids different experiences in different ways but that's something that we you know i had it as a kid and tyler never did and that we both agree we want to do with them yeah so that's for us as a goal which means you know not building our family any bigger Mm -hmm. not to say you probably couldn't do it you know maybe people can afford to do that and have more kids or you know not have more kids whatever that looks like to you right it's going to be different for each person um that's yeah. interesting that you say that, though, too. And that's definitely one of the things that I've thought about in regards to having another child. I'm like, okay, Haley's two. You know, maybe next year she'll be old enough where we can actually do something like Wisconsin Dells. Or, like, we can go on these trips and we can go on holidays and all this stuff. But then if we add another baby into the mix, well, then I'm going to be either nursing or pumping or formula feeding or, like, whatever. And be needing, like, a whole suitcase full of things to travel. I'm probably going to have to, you know, go and put the baby to bed early or, like, for naps or whatever the case is. And so I sometimes ask myself, like, when is the right time to do it? Like, did I miss the right time? Is there going to be a right time? And, like, just because it's something that's on my mind, like, I, I know in my heart that, like, I do, especially because neither of my pregnancies were planned, I want to make that decision and, like, plan plan a, a baby. And I, I'm just not ready to, like, not be pregnant again. So I'm really mm. looking forward to doing it one more time. So I've just had to realize and like tell myself like there is no right time. I'm no, never I'm never going to be ready to do it again because I'm always going to be nervous and overwhelmed about what it's going to look like with three kids. And then I'm also never going to be in the most perfect ideal situation to have that third baby. So I just know it's something that's on my heart that I want to do. Um, so that's just one, one thing too yeah. that our, our listener did ask is like how do you know when you're ready um you don't really know when you're ready like there's gonna be times where it's some it's the only thing you can think about and then there are times where you just like panic and you have no idea what life's gonna look like when you do it but I just think it's something that you know between you and your partner to have a conversation about if that's something you want to do and you know if you're someone like me where it happened to you unexpectedly and you had no idea what to expect and prepare for just know that there are amazing resources out there for you um that can help prepare you if you don't feel like you're ready right now and if you're not ready there's also um you know there's a lot of amazing communities of you know prenatal classes things like that like if you're not if you had not planned for it that was one thing that really really helped me was going to a prenatal class and really educating myself on like mm how my body was going to change, like what life could look like, how, you know, maybe like the expenses in the first year of having a baby, like all of these things. Cause I hadn't financially, mentally or anything prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So there is no perfect time. 
No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we hope that answered our listeners' questions. We yeah. Hope, hopefully answered some other maybe things you had wondered. About exactly. Us. About us, too. Yeah. And I totally love this. So, you know, we enjoy, like, picking out contact, content, contact, content, and bringing that together and giving, um, you know, our listeners the chance to, you know, hear more about different topics. But we love when you guys give us the topics that you want to hear because we want to make sure like we're here for you mm-hmm. and we want the content that we put out to be for you and for you to benefit from it so please 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 i know we say it every episode but just even send us a dm like we'll be po- posting up more of those st- in our stories where you can comment and let us know what you want to hear um because we would love to hear from you and we'd love to talk about the topics that you are asking about just like we did today so thank you so much for listening to this episode Make sure you that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. Yeah, and like Brittany said, you guys, let us know what you want to hear about. We want to make sure we're giving you what you need and answering all the questions that you want answered. Uh, remember to tell your friends about the show, you guys. And don't forget, Girls, Girls Got, Got Goals. Goals.